Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking Weather. In this episode, I want to talk about clouds. All the different kinds of clouds and what causes these clouds to form, what they're what kind of weather they're usually associated with. So, let's start with low-level clouds. Now, low-level clouds will usually be the form in between some level in between sea level and 2,000 meters, which is about 6,000 feet up in the atmosphere. So they form in between these altitudes, which are considered the lower levels of the troposphere. And the troposphere is the lowest level of the several layers of atmosphere as you move up from the surface up into space. But let's, we're just, most weather occurs in the troposphere, so we're going to be focusing on the troposphere during this podcast. So one, uh, one of the most common types of low-level clouds are is, uh, stratus clouds. Stratus, stratus clouds are basically those um thin uh, it's often associated with fog it's like thin gray it's like a thin gray blanket of clouds is what stratus is and uh stratus is uh usually it, it can be associated with fog because it it'll it come if it comes in contact with um, land, be it a mountain or a hill or just um, a valley surface, it, it is considered fog. If it's touching that uh, the land, it, it is fog. And fog is usually associated with stratus in the Bay Area. It is in the summer, we get advection fog that comes off of the ocean. Oh, I'll do a specific episode about this at, at some point. But um, we have fog, we have strat, it's basically stratus, it's the fog is a huge deck of stratus that's coming off of, and coming in from the ocean, and it penetrates through coastal hills and gaps, and, um, when it gets to a point, like, when it's penetrating through those hills, and it touches, uh, areas, like, on those hills, um, it is considered fog. That is when it's considered fog. If it's above the surface, technically it's low clouds. If it's touching the surface, it's considered fog. Anyways, it's just another technicality I figured I'd put out there. Another common type of um, low-level clouds is uh, our cumulus clouds. Cumulus clouds are what we know, what most people know as the big puffy clouds that you see usually on warm summer days in the east coast on the east coast on there and usually in more uh humid climates not just humid climates but climates where there's a lot of instability in the atmosphere where you have very warm air at the surface and very cold air aloft or not necessarily very warm air at the surface but where the the air at the surface is much warmer than the air aloft. That's what makes the atmosphere um, unstable. Uh, And it could be either way. It could be like the air aloft is so cold that it's much colder than the air 
at the surface, you know, same kind of thing. Because this can happen, um, we get cumulus clouds sometimes in the San Francisco Bay Area, but when it does happen, it doesn't happen often, um, and when it does happen, it happens during the winter for us, because that's when we have upper uh, upper level atmosphere temperatures that get cold enough and we have these low pressure systems come in uh, these troughs of low pressure in the jet stream uh, that I talked about in the last episode when this happens it gets cold enough aloft that the air is unstable enough for these cumulus clouds to form however during the spring and summer uh, and even some of the fall, the early fall, we usually do not have cumulus clouds in the Bay Area because usually there's high pressure, uh, a ridge of high pressure sitting over California during that time, and high pressure uh, is sinking air, and sinking air is is like what cumulus clouds, it's the worst enemy to cumulus clouds because the cumulus clouds require rising air and instability, plenty of um, either warm air at the surface or cold air aloft. And in the summer in California, you, you oftentimes have a lot of warm air at the surface in the non-coastal areas, but you don't have enough cold air aloft, enough real instability uh, in the atmosphere because you have high pressure and not low pressure. Um, you never get the, the appropriate conditions, really, for much cumulus cloud development. However, if you live in a tropical zone, um, if you live somewhere where there is a lot of instability in the air, be it because of high temperatures at the surface or really cold air aloft, you'll know what I'm talking about. I mean, most people have seen cumulus clouds at some point in, in their life because it is one of the most common types of clouds out there. Um, and they also, you know, and they can actually develop into thunderstorm clouds. They can be cumulus humulus, uh, humulus, I believe, um, and uh, which is fair weather cumulus, which means that which is when they don't develop into thunderstorms, which is when they, there's not so much instability in the atmosphere. So like they, they grow up a little bit, but they don't, really develop into these massive cumulonimbus clouds, which are the thunderstorm clouds, which can go all the way up to upwards of 6,000 meters or 3,000 feet. Like they, they even not even six, more than 6,000, they can go up to like 12,000 meters, um, these cumulonimbus clouds. Um, yeah, so, but, but, and so that's when we call them cumulonimbus. There's cumulus humilis, which is fair weather cumulus, and then there's cumulonimbus, which is when there's a lot of instability in the atmosphere. So a warm parcel of air, it's going to stay much lighter than the air around it if the air around it is cold, and there's a lot of cold air aloft, that that, that air is just going to keep shooting up, and that's how these massive thunderstorms form. That's when you have a lot of warm, humid, unstable air, Combine that with mountains, and you have even more thunderstorm uh, potential. <clears throat> so that that that's the difference in between cumulus, fair weather cumulus, and cumulonimbus. Um, 
one more type of cloud with a low level um, cloud is stratocumulus. Stratocumulus, as the name might infer, is kind of a mix of cumulus and stratus. And this is usually, this happens when you have a layer of, this can actually happen a lot in the San Francisco Bay Area during the summertime. Because a lot of times during the mornings in the summertime here, we have this coastal fog that in that pushes its way inland overnight. Uh, depending, and now it, it can be, depending on how deep this fog layer is, it, it, it'll, it'll go that'll determine how far inland it goes, but it usually penetrates far enough where it goes like into parts of the bay, uh, the immediate coast and bay shore. And so once the sun comes up and, you know, we have a pretty high sun angle in the summer, so within a few hours of daytime, it uh, those clouds, the sun... Uh, radiate the radiation that does make it through those clouds starts heating the surface of the earth of you know like either the water or the land but of course land heats quicker uh, and as the surface warms it starts breaking up the stratus clouds because the it radiates so it reflects off of the surface and then it radiates back in the form of heat and so that heat rises, it starts breaking up the stratus clouds. And it's actually um, forming a little bit of instability in an atmosphere, an atmospheric situation that is typically very stable when you have stratus-related fog. You have a warm, and, and this is what happens in our summer here, is you have a warm layer of air right above a colder layer of air. There's a colder layer of air that sits right over the ocean and bays because the ocean temperature gets so cold that the cold air, cold layer of air gets trapped beneath the warm layer of air. And that cold layer of air is what we call the marine layer. Now, because cold air is heavier, it's uh, thicker than warm air, it can't um, mix with the warm air, but it gets trapped because it's, it's, it's dense and the warm air is light. Um, and so in, that is usually a very stable atmosphere because that means warmer air, actually, sorry, warmer air above colder air rather than colder air above warmer air, which is a typical unstable atmosphere. But what happens is that when the, the radiation starts breaking up the stratus clouds, it, it, there is a little bit of instability for a moment because there is warm air there is a bubble there are bubbles of warm air rising up into colder air and and so it does it's hard to explain but it forms these kind of like cumulus like puffiness on the stratus clouds as they're breaking up and so that's, that's stratocumulus. So stratocumulus is like you have stratus. It's mostly a stratus layer, so it's mostly um, an inversion. It's mostly a stable layer of air. But you have these little bubbles that of, of you know, instability. 
that cause more cumulus-like shapes to, to start forming within that layer of stratus clouds. That's what stratocumulus is. Now, mid-level clouds, we have alto stratus, which um, it, it's like a higher, it's so mid-level clouds, by the way, 2,000 feet to 6,000 meters or 6,000 feet, sorry, 2,000 meters to 6,000 meters or 6,000 feet to 18,000 feet, roughly, in the atmosphere is where you find these mid-level clouds. Uh, most typical mid-level clouds are altocumulus and altostratus, which are altocumulus, it's basically like puffy cumulus clouds, but that are much higher up than the typical ones. Those are altocumulus. Um, now, not to be confused with cirrocumulus. Cirrocumulus are even higher. They're usually even more broken up. They're even more, um, it's like, you know, someone grinded the, the popcorn into like more pieces. That's what cirrocumulus looks like, and that's like high level. That's even higher than altocumulus. Altocumulus is just kind of like broken up more so than cumulus. Um, but and it's and it's the mid levels in the atmosphere, so it's higher than cumulus, but it's not as high as cirrocumulus. Same with altostratus, higher than stratus, mid level, but not as high as cirrostratus, which is high level. Now, high level, high levels of the atmosphere or, uh, or the troposphere, that's what we consider anything above 6,000 meters or 18,000 feet. That's where we're going to find cirrus clouds, um, and then their variations, cirrocumulus and cirrostratus. Cirrus clouds are usually associated with the arrival of a weather system. Now, in most cases, that's a cold front, sometimes a warm front, uh, low pressure system maybe, but it's associated usually with the arrival of a weather system. So usually, and this is how they would tell weather a lot, um, you know, a long time ago before weather forecasting was a thing, um, people would, would see cirrus clouds and they could tell that there was going to be inclement weather on its way, like in the, within the next day or two. Because usually it signaled an arrival of a cold front or some kind of weather system. Um, and um, so that's that's a, a good tip for people. It's like if you see cirrus clouds, you might, and this isn't a rule, don't, don't hold me accountable, don't hold me to this because it doesn't, it, this isn't always the case. It can just, the cirrus clouds can just be rotating around a weather system and going over you, but not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean you will get bad weather. It means that you could get bad weather because there's a weather system in the vicinity and the winds are blowing the moist edges of the moisture of the, the system towards you. Um, now, within cirrus, we have variations. We have, as I mentioned before, there's cirrocumulus, which is like very tiny, broken up, cumulus clouds way high up in the atmosphere um, and we have uh, cirrostratus which is like stratus like clouds way high up in the atmosphere um, cirrocumulus they're usually you will usually see them after the passage of a cold front because it's usually as 
much colder, drier air is settling in. And, you know, as I mentioned, because cold air, um, these, after a cold front, or, you know, when you have a trough of low pressure, uh, cold air is, um, cold air usually brings a lot of instability because, you know, you have the, the surface air is going to be much warm and in okay it's hard to explain it's not not always the case but in a lot of cases the surface air is going to be much warmer than the this frigid frigid air that's passing ab over it um above after a front and so any leftover moisture from any rains or precipitation associated with the front will uh, form cirrocumulus clouds in these very, um, like, it's just, it's the same concept. It's not cumulus because it's not as low, but high up there, it's, you know, this comes from the instability associated with when the cold air starts pouring in behind the front. And it, this doesn't apply to all situations. It, it can be, you can see cirrocumulus for another reason as well, but just giving some insight on one of the most common situations where these clouds appear. Uh, anyways, I'm. I think I probably did enough explaining for for today. Um, but I hope you were able to get something useful out of this episode. Uh, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.